Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we're going to do a quick resumen of the match on Wednesday night as Barca beat Betis 2-1. And then we're going to highlight the defense, especially Mr. Alejandro Balde. But before we get into those topics, a quick message from our sponsor, NordVPN. Tired of constantly worrying about the security of your online accounts? Take your online security to the next level by using unique passwords and investing in a password manager with NordVPN. Don't be one of the millions of people who fall victim to the same password blunders. Quit the habit of using the same password for every account and switch to a unique password for each one. Need help remembering them all? Use a password manager from NordVPN to store and protect your passwords. And never ever use obvious passwords like 1234 or password. Get an exclusive discount and a bonus gift by visiting nordvpn.com slash Barca. Remember, your security is completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. Start protecting your online security today at nordvpn.com slash Barca. All right, Wednesday night, Barcelona traveled south to Sevilla to the Via Marin, and they beat Betis 2-1. to one in a really strong performance. I would say one of the strongest performances of the year of 2023 so far. And we have to highlight a couple of things. First of all, the overall team performance, I think, was really strong all across the board. I think everyone had a great performance. Barcelona basically put the game away in the second half when Lewandowski finished the scoring. When I look at this match, especially since you know having some days to look at it, read some articles, I think the one of the biggest takeaways I want to talk about is this new formation that Xavi has kind of implemented going forward since the restart of from the World Cup. And that is this mixture of this 4-4-2 on defense to a 4-3-3 in attack. And I and I'm I'm all about it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We have seen the results, especially against Real Madrid in the Clasico. We unveiled this essentially. And basically what it is, it's you know, having Frankie de Young Busquets. Gavi Pedri, when we attack, Gavi goes to the wing, and whoever's on the right side, whether it be Dembele or now Rafinha, goes on the right, and obviously Lewandowski plays up the middle. And I I love it because we are getting the best out of Frankie de Jong. We're seeing a Frankie de Jong that is enchufado, playing really well, direct, just, just looks almost like the Frankie we fell in love with in Ajax. 
We're getting really strong performances from Busquets because Busquets now does not have to cover so much of the field. He's doing exactly what he needs to do, which is just to distribute, stay behind the attack a little bit. And also, with this flood of midfielders now, he doesn't have to cover so much from side to side, which is great. So you're seeing stronger Busquets performances night in and night out, which is great. Using his legs so much for him to cover so much of that field. And obviously you get Gavi on defense to help with the midfield work. And Gavi is just the bulldog. Gavi continues to win balls. He is a fighter on that wing. Him matching up with Balde behind him has been a really nice connection. They've really found a good partnership. And I think these are the things that I was looking for from Xavi when I was thinking about the restart of the season was what was he going to do to mix it up? Because when we went into the World Cup, we were struggling. We were really trying to find something in the 4-3-3, in the true 4-3-3. We weren't scoring enough goals, even though we were getting the three points. But it was really a struggle to find some of that attacking chemistry that we know we could find with this team. And I think this minor tweak has has really unlocked it in the best way possible. On top of that, our defense continues to put out really, really strong performances. You know, we had a shutout until the last five minutes on an own goal by Kunde, but what are you going to do about that? Betty's only had one shot, and I really am really excited about the trend that we're on right now because now I want Europa League. I think before maybe the start of the World Cup, I was maybe saying, okay, we'll see how we do against Manchester United. But I, I really think this is the opportunity that these youngsters need to really take a hold and use this as a stepping block to fight for for next year for Champions League. Because I think this team is at a point now, this new era, right, this new core of young players that we have in the starting eleven. They're going through this together, which I think is great. And I also think they need to learn how to play and manage these matches, so many matches in a row, and also the expectations that it is to be a FC Barcelona player. Coming to grips with that with the Europa League and on top of La Liga and the Copa del Rey that they'll have in the Clasico, I think is really, really powerful for the upcoming years for their experience and their growth. This team, especially on the back line with the youth and the speed, just really excites me. I love how this team is just grinding these wins out. I mean, there are moments of the match where it's difficult to watch is because aesthetically it's not the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. But at the end of the day, you know, to get these three points, especially at a hard venue like the Via Marine, the way they were able to handle that is the positives you have to take away from this match. The other thing, too, is that Xavi has reached 50 points at the halfway march, which is very, very remarkable because there's only two other managers that have done that, and that's Tito and Pep. And we all remember those specific seasons. They won La Liga. The 50 points doesn't guarantee you La Liga, but it definitely puts you in a great advantage going into the second half. They have a five-point lead on Real Madrid. Real Madrid beat Valencia 2-0 last night. I think the way Xavi has his team going, I think, is a really nice wrinkle in this tactic where teams now have to figure out what to do this gives us the best of both worlds because also when we plug and play like for example kessie we don't lose some of that dynamism that we we need in the midfield and also it helps us to protect that lead because now we have four midfielders in there on on defense so i think going forward this is something to monitor and see if there's another wrinkle from this i just love this 
this formation and what it's doing. So again, this is 50 out of 57 points, which is super impressive, especially, you know, just think about all the all the moments we've had in this season so far, you know, getting eliminated from Champions League, World Cup break, and now to this point. You know, the, these seasons are so long, mind you, without a World Cup break in between that. But it just feels that Xavi has this team really humming. People are very optimistic here in Spain, speaking highly of the youth. And we need, we need to, to dive deeper into this defense because this defense has, you know, as I said in the past couple episodes, I wasn't sure if it was really the defense that is really doing this, a little bit of luck or Ter Stegen. But now, especially against this Betis match, it's really about the defense. This back four right now, is locked and loaded right now. You got Kunde on the right, who ever since we brought him in, you know I've been a big fan. He is so impressive. He's usually the center back and he's playing right back and he has made that transition look seamless. You know, he did have maybe a couple struggles at the beginning of the year, maybe with positioning, but now he has really locked that position down. I mean, for example, how do you feel with Kunde or Sergio Roberto there, right? I mean, that's all you have to say. Want Kunde there, sin duda, without without a doubt, right? And when you just go back through the, it's Arahu. Again, you know I'm such a huge fan of Arahu. Not only does he have the physical presence, the height, the IQ, the speed, he's the perfect center back package. And he is having a great season. A great season. The way he's just been able to position himself, dictate the defense. I mean, he's so good on the ball. It's, he just makes it seamless. And then Christensen, for me, has been a surprise. Maybe not to other people, but to me, he was. You know, I didn't think anything of him that much. I thought, okay, great, he's going to be a depth player because I really thought it was going to be Kunde and Arahu as the center back battery. But obviously, uh, you know, we've had a need at right back, so Xavi has put Kunde at right. But Christensen's motor, I've been really impressed of how much he runs, and that defending is just really just running a lot right just putting yourself in position to distract or annoy the attacker right and and Christensen does that very often I mean how many times is Christensen back there and you think oh god Christensen's back there I mean I don't really have that thought anymore I'm really feeling confident about this back line and now we have to go to the the crown jewel of the team right now for me is Alejandro Balde I mean this kid you know, I think the best thing I could say about him is that he passes the eye test. I watch him, and I'm like, yep, that's a that's an FC Barcelona player right there. That guy, Balde. This kid is something else. Our academy continues to produce players like this. It is unreal. How many teams struggle to find a back like this, let alone groom them? And here we are, Balde. Right here, front and center. This kid's technical ability is second to none. He has midfielder skills out there. He's able to hold the ball. I mean, how many times does he lose the ball? Hardly ever. You know, I was reading a lot of articles yesterday preparing for the show, trying to read on Balde to see if, you know, how people are feeling about him. And, you know, some people are still kind of on the fence about saying he continues to have elementary errors and I'm, I'm like what what errors i mean i can't think of anything where i any time where i say oh no a ball day no N nothing like that ball day ball day has the speed of you know 
Jordi Alba essentially even faster, so he's able to cover ground on that corner. Attackers now know they can't really take him 1v1, so that, that helps in his defending. Balde knows how to pressure the ball on the attacker without creating fouls. Huge advantage. He looks out there like he's been playing in La Liga for the last five years. And then on top of that, he's making assists. He, you know, when I was looking up these stats, his stats are not head and shoulders above Jordi Alba's. They're very equal. So Alba has five assists. Balde has four. And, I mean, that that ball that he gave to Rafinha was, woof. I had my stereo surround, and I heard the thud of the of the pass of the ball from Balde, and I just like, whoa, what? He hit that with such force that the keeper had no shot at it, right? The, the keeper went down for it, and it just went right to Rafinha's feet, and Rafinha was able to finish it super easy. Empty goal. But, man, this kid is something. This kid, we, we have a left back for the next 10 years. Think about that. The next 10 years. This kid is something else. I love watching him play. He really just jumps out of the screen for me. I mean, how many other teams can say they already have their left back now for the next 10 years? It's crazy how this season has turned up the youth movement so quickly. And I know in the offseason we're going to be trying to get these sexy signings, but now look at the core of this team. It's all youth, and that is a beautiful thing. I'm sure you saw the video of Barcelona coming back on the counterattack, and that was a beautiful video to watch because, as you know, in the last five years, you probably could not find a video like that in the archives, in the Museo. But these kids, man, they run, and they run, and they run. And that's all you got to do sometimes, especially in the last 10 minutes of a match, right, where you know Betis is only going to have two or three more opportunities. And if you run and pressure that, Betis or the opponent is going to make the mistake rather than vice versa. And that's what happened on that counter. Everyone's running back. You watch that video, it's the cavalry coming to defend. You got Busquets, you have Christensen, Arahu. You have everyone coming back. And it's fantastic because what happens, Betis gets pressured by that. They realize they don't have advantage anymore. They stop it, they make a bad pass. We recover, we turn it around. We sniff out that counter, and Betis has nothing to do. And again, the only way Betis scored was on an own goal by Kunde. <laughs> it's like Kunde, maybe Kunde should have let that ball go through, but again, you know, whatever. But again, this defense is becoming an all-timer, which is crazy to even say. I can't even say I'm going to say that, but statistically, it's becoming an all-timer. It's an all-time best defense right now in La Liga with the amount of goals that they're letting. And again, you cannot say not enough about Mark uh, Terstegen that he is playing so well. He's back to form to what we remember him. But also just having everyone back on defense and everyone covering so much ground. And it's amazing when you can just close those gaps when you're on defense. You know, before when you're on a 4-3-3, you had you just you just have more space to run. And sure, you know, mostly we're not running because we have the ball. But now it's it's just a nice thing to know that we have made these adjustments and now, you know, we are in the driver's seat for La Liga. I'm really, really curious to see how we handle Europa League because that's going to be a really big test against Manchester United. But I definitely think the way we are playing, I think we have a we're we're trending up right now, and I think we have an advantage in that matchup. But we'll see. 
The good news is Barcelona play home this weekend against Sevilla. Sevilla are 13th in La Liga. They've been pretty inconsistent as of late. Sevilla, again, is not a team just to walk over. So we will see how Barcelona perform on Sunday night. It's a late night here. They'll be the last match on Sunday, so they'll be able to see how Madrid did. But again, they are putting this pressure on Madrid where Madrid have to equal. And Madrid is having some growing pains as well with their midfield. And last night they beat Valencia 2 zero that's it for today's episode we'll have episode on monday talking about the sevilla match i hope everyone has a good weekend we'll talk to you soon sports social podcast network